Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. I'm delighted to um, welcome to the show this afternoon the first team manager, Mr. Matt Fisher, and also one of his players, Miss Amanda Fallon from Crew. Uh, Crew Alex, uh, women's ladies football team. Well, Matt, we'll we'll start with you. I mean, thanks first and foremost. Thanks for coming on the show this afternoon. The recent government lockdown and the roadmap, uh, which saw certain levels of sport being able to train again from the 29th of March, that must have been a positive step. However, of course, last week's announcement announcement by the women's FA curtailed the season. That's got to have been a real blow, Matt, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. To be honest with you, um, the, we, we we lived in hope that. We, we would have learned from the mistakes that were made, in my opinion, last year in terms of null and void in the league. Yeah, I think we were all quite um, sceptical about the chances of the season being completed in its, its normal format. I would have liked to have think that, thought that there was um, no plan put in place for the ifs and buts, but, but that wasn't the case. So, yeah, it was really disappointing, but there is a little bit of hope in that it's not as, as simple as being null and voided such as last year. There is The FA have, have recognised that you know the, the 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 pyramid within the women's game, as it's it's looking very different now than it did two years ago because there's teams that have strengthened a lot and are in really really good financial position that should be up the league and now due to um, you know acts of God things out of the hand that we, they've not been promoted which would leave a really uneven playing field in some leagues last next year. Yeah. So they've they've offered clubs the opportunity to apply for promotion and that judged on a couple of things um, on field performances over the last couple of years optimistic obviously it's in it's determined by the powers that be and I think most clubs within the, 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 the regional leagues would um, like a shot at the, the national league so the, the, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of applicants but we feel we're in a strong position um, for a couple of reasons the club's been stable for a very long time due to the great work of the, of the volunteers at the club the committee the coaches and the players so financially we're in a very good position Um in terms of secure, we, we've secured ourselves. We don't we don't benefit from any sponsors or any support from outside. But the girls have self funded through fundraising and putting money out of their own pockets. So we're in a good position financially. We've got a good ground, and also we we've been in the national league before. Before we've got great rapport with the national league, in that we've never had any disciplinary issues on or off the fields, and our reserves play in the national league. When we were relegated out of the national league, our reserves were given a, a, a stay of. A, a grace stay, if you like, because technically they shouldn't be in the National League if your first team aren't there. Mm. But they give the reserve teams a, 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 like a few seasons for the first team to bounce back before removing them from that league. So the fact that we're, we're you know, our reserves in that league, we've got a good rapport with them, we've been there, we've competed. Um, I, I'd like, to, I'm optimistic, but obviously, like I say, other clubs will be saying that they're optimistic too. Of course, yeah, of course. Now, Amanda, coming to you, I mean, uh, what sort of regime have you been going through during lockdown to keep yourself fit, to be ready for, you know, when play, whenever that may be, when to keep yourself fit, to be ready to go straight onto the pitch? Yeah, well, I'm quite an active person anyway, really, so I bought myself a spin bike during lockdown and I've been focusing on, I actually broke my ankle before Christmas, so I've been focusing on getting myself 100% fit, ready for the season and thinking that we're going to come back in March. Yeah. But obviously, disappointing, the season has been null and void. So, um, But as a club, we've come together as a, as a family unit and we've been doing lots of Zoom classes together on a Tuesday and a Thursday because when we train anyway, so those are the times that we, we would be training. So, again, we've been doing lots of running outside of that and, and, and just raising money for like other charities and things like that. So, as a, as a club, 
and the family unit we've been doing a lot of stuff together so not just me personally but everybody has um done something either at home or outside of that as well so yeah Brilliant, yeah. So, Matt, I mean, as Amanda suggests there, obviously Zoom calls, etc. You know, you've been working remotely. What sort of targets have you been setting the players to uh, to keep the, you know, get their keep their fitness up as high as it possibly can? Well, we've we've kind of split it into into two parts, really. The, the the fitness side of it, but also the social side of it in terms of keeping you know people's mental health yeah. um, strong and in a good place because you know the players. They do heavily rely on that that social aspect of being around each other. It's such a close knit bunch. So we've we've on a Tuesday we have a Zoom um, with our strength and conditioning co- coach Matt Fox, who delivers lots of different exercises to the girls in terms of injury prevention, injury rehabilitation, um, lots of different things. That as a football coach, it's not my area of expertise, but he is fantastic with them. Um, on a Thursday. Uh, one of our more senior players, Sheridan, she delivers a hit session. So she delivers sort of fitness exercises for the girls and, and the fun, but quite high impact. The coaches will join in with that and, and they'll try and make every effort that, you know, everyone on the, and that's for all three teams. That's the first, the reserves and the EDS. So we can have 50 or 60 people on them calls. And then what we've also been doing is reaching out to the girls and just chatting to them and checking that they're okay and how they're coping with things. And, you know, we've got lots of different, type of different people with different circumstances so we've got girls that work for the NHS or in the emergency services that are run off the feet at the moment we've got you know single mums or students so it's just reaching out and some girls are needed support and some girls are rushed off the feet and they're quite okay but we've also had you know some challenges we've done charity runs where we had to run we calculated how many miles it was to every away game um, and back and it, I can't remember the exact figure now it was about a thousand miles and, and between us we did a challenge to raise Again, we raised over a thousand pound, I think, for the NHS, oh. uh, where staff and thirteen players um, had a month to run combined a thousand miles. The only rules were that everyone had to have a go. Some would run more than others. There was no walk; walking couldn't be counted, and bikes and everything couldn't be counted. It was just straight running, um, calculated over a 30, thirty-day period, and, and we managed to achieve that. So that keeps spirits high, and, and we test all the girls on and share information on uh, a platform called Strava. Uh, so we get all the data off the girls, what they're doing and the times and, and stuff. So we're really fit. They're really staying strong. Oh, that's brilliant, actually. And, and I love the fact, as you say, you know, the, the care that you're taking about their mental health as well, which is absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, so looking forward to, you know, next season, uh, you don't, we don't know when the season might start, but I, presumably it's going to be quite a long pre-season, is it? Um, it's all a bit up in the air at the moment. What I, what I think will happen, we've had some preliminary discussions with, with the FA and, and the county FA and our leagues, um, the, the FA have said that certain leagues, uh, with the season being curtailed, I think they're planning on next season going ahead as if it would. So the season would start, whichever league you're in, roughly August time. Yeah. Um, what the plan is, the, the, the FA have put it in the hands of the leagues if they want to organise some mini tournaments. Um, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth personally because I'm of the opinion we should have carried on the games. And if we don't complete them, number of games we just do points per game that's what I would have preferred so to then say we can't do that but actually we're going to do a cup competition it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mind but that's a possibility the other possibility is clubs are already rallying around within government guidelines to organise their own mini tournaments when we're allowed or friendlies I think what we'll do is we'll probably see the season finish in some capacity because it's so 
different. I think we'll have a bit of a mini-season from when we're allowed to sort of end of May, whether that be a league-run competition or teams doing it themselves. Yeah. Then we'll have a little break, and then I think pre-season will start a bit earlier than normal because the girls are just itching to get back to it. But I think to start it now would be def- very difficult to plan with what could end up being a five-month pre-season. Of course, yeah, of course, and you know, you you then got to. It's there's more chance you, with uh, with it being a pre-season, you're going to have different injuries to maybe uh, deal with and and so on. So it is. It puts everything up in the air for you as a coach in terms of your planning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's girls that just just the same as any player really. The girls, there's some girls that could come back to full competitive football within a matter of seven to ten days. There's other girls that we'll need to manage really carefully. We believe that we've got the infrastructure in place. With the fantastic volunteers we have, you know, at our level, we, re- we really benefit from from volunteers, not staff, volunteers that are strength and conditioning coaches, physios that can sort of aid us as coaches to say maybe swerve that exercise just now due to the period we've had off, and 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 it, it's all about injury prevention. Yeah. Um, so that aids us a lot to be able to plan that, but makes us think that we can go back in at a really sort of strong level. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Amanda, I mean, just a quick one for you, is that how long have you been playing competitive football and what attracted you in the first place? Um, well, my dad played semi-professional football when I was younger, so it's ever since that age I've I've gone to football with him and watched him play football. So it's literally, it sounds silly, I mean, it's, it's in my blood, so it's all I've ever wanted to do. I've wanted to play professionally when I was younger. I started at the age of four. Um, I had trials for England when I was 15. Unfortunately, I didn't um, quite get that far, but um, I just love every part of playing football and the social as- aspect of things as well. And I've I've played for Crew for this will be my 10th season, so I've been playing competitive football for quite a long time. One of the senior senior players, then, eh? And one of the older players as well, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so I've got to ask the, the both of you just a very, very quick one as well. Of course, the Alex is your uh, is your first team. Outside of that, who who do you both support? Um, I am Scottish, so I'm a Celtic fan. Oh, actually, George did mention that to me. Yes, we were going to ask you about the God of Honour tomorrow, but we won't go there, actually, Amanda. And I'm sure, <laughs> no, I'm let's sure, not. I'm let's sure the not. groups will be back next season. Don't you worry. Yeah, don't you I'm worry. I'm sure they will. <laughs> and what about uh, what about you, Matt? I'm a Liverpool fan, so both me and Amanda have had miserable seasons watching our teams play. <laughs> So uh, hopefully the Champions League will bring us a bit of joy. Well, don't worry about that. As you might have said, uh, I'm a Newcastle boy, so I can probably top the both both of you. I've I've had seasons, I've had years of actually uh, miserable seasons. So no worries, no worries. Well, Matt, just a final one for you. Actually, is that if there's anybody, any ladies, girls on here that are listening and maybe would like to get involved in, are they in a playing capacity or in a volunteer capacity? Any, it doesn't have to be ladies actually in terms of volunteers. How do they get in touch with you? So I would encourage anybody who wants to get in, get involved in football to, to reach out. And there's, there's numerous ways they can do it. There's, they can contact, I'd always advise anyone to contact Cheshire County FA and you can find them on social media platforms. Just type in, you know, Cheshire County FA or Cheshire FA. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter or the email address if you just Google them. Likewise, if it's crew specific, then we, we, all, we always encourage teams to, to message us. Again, social media, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, just had a crisis, and you'll see it. You can message us. The, the, the volunteers will deal with that. And we, what we do is we invite any player in, we have a look at them. And we are a, a semi-elite performance-based club. But what we do is we have to we, we indicate to girls that there is a clear minimum football that wasn't there when a man was. But the volunteers and the players have managed to create where, you know, if you aren't 
a top, top, top achiever. There's still a football club out there for you to go and enjoy football. Football's everyone's game. And, but there is a pathway that if you are good enough, then you will go up the ladder and you will get as far as your ability will take you. So to reach out, it would be Cheshire County FA uh, if it's a vague sort of, you know, if you live in a Cheshire area and you just want to be put in touch with a club. Um, if it's Cruise Pacific, reach out to us, social media. Again, Google us. There's all the email addresses on there. And if we if a player comes and trains with us and unfortunately wouldn't get the game time, we don't say thanks, goodbye. We've got plenty of contact. We'll contact other clubs and get them in a team so we can get as many girls playing. It's the fastest growing sport in the UK is female football. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's still the biggest growing sport in the US as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's massive. And volunteers are a key thing as well. You mentioned that. And what we try and do at the club is is that players in the past have stopped playing and gone to their, their lives and left football behind and they've got so many experiences and qualities that they can add to the players. So we're constantly trying to push players that when they finish playing, now female players, that you know you didn't benefit. You know Nowadays, a 15-year-old girl will benefit from a UHB or a UA for a licensed coach, and that's due to the, the people that have been pushing in the right direction. When Amanda was 15, she didn't have them saying luxuries. Uh, so where could we be in 15 years' time? So when players stop playing or if a volunteer wants to help out, Let's get them in. Let's get let's get their hands dirty. Let's see what we can do. It, it might be a coach. It might be a committee member. It might be a physio. It might be a general support or helper. Clubs don't run on their own. No, not at all. Matt, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, it's been an absolute delight to actually talk to both of you this afternoon. We're going to be keeping an eye on the results when you're all back playing uh, competitively. Well, thanks again, the pair of you. And look after yourselves, won't you? Thank you very Thanks, much. Gary. Take care, mate. All the best, Matt. Bye, Bye. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.